the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead and I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney and I'm also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. In addition to my JD and certification, I also hold a couple of master's degrees in law. That is to say, I am both a master of the laws of taxation law and a master of the laws of intellectual property law. And because of my education, my training, my experiences, my life's observations, and my lifelong interest in business and money and finance and the creation, preservation, and transfer of wealth within families and communities, including tribal communities, and the roles that these particular aspects of economics play in the lives of everyday people like you and me, I primarily practice bankruptcy law. However, I also practice some related fields in my overall financial practice, including debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and of course, taxation law. And I also do some insurance and I consult with some city governments. Now, with these areas of law as my reference points, that is to say, as they relate to the personal, familial, community, and small business aspects of finance, I've spent the greater part of the last nearly 40 years, both before and getting after my license to practice law, fighting for the economic empowerment, the economic independence, and the economic autonomy of women and people and communities of color, including indigenous communities. There's this great new television show on about Alaska and on one of our future shows. I'll talk about it. The show I'm talking about is on HBO. It premiered last weekend and it's um, true to de- true detectives and it takes place in a fictional town in Alaska. And I actually visited the town that it's based on. But then again, I digress, which I do some from time to time. And because I was born into a military family and I grew up as a military brat and I always will be one. And I also helped create another one with my former spouse who was also in the military. I have firsthand knowledge of just how hard it can be sometimes financially and economically for our citizen soldiers, sailors, airmen and women and Marines and their families in our sometimes less than patriotic capital based economic system especially after these individuals and their families separate from the service. As such, I also proudly serve veterans of all stripes and in all branches of the military. 
And I love to talk about my dad. I call him a mama's boy, but I was a daddy's girl. <laughs> and as I was raised by a dad who gave back big time to this country via his service in the military, who also informed me that I too had a duty to give back to my community and to our society as a whole and to the universe through service of some kind of my own choosing in return for the great gifts that God had given me. And on top of having a great father who committed to helping steer me in the right direction as I was preparing to leave his nest, I had the great fortune to both know and spend a lot of time with and then actually became great friends with both my maternal and paternal grandmothers, both of whom survived the four great economic challenges of the 20th century, that is to say the Great Depression, the privations of World War II, and the systemic racism and misogyny that continues through and to the our society today. And uh, as these wonderful women helped raise me and always loved me and shared with me the great stories of their grandparents who loved and raised them in the post-Reconstruction Jim Crow South, it is out of my great love and respect for these women who are always with me in spirit, urging me on, along with my late father, that when the situation is right, through my current chosen form of service, that is to say, practicing and also speaking and writing about the law, I'm sometimes able to at least attempt to vindicate the rights of women and seniors and the disabled who find themselves the targets of, and unfortunately more and more the victims of some of the most pernicious forms of disabled adult and elder financial abuse that you could ever imagine that seems to be running rampant in our society today. So, the purpose of Selwyn's Law, in case you haven't guessed it, is to discuss the law related to your money and more and more probably than not these days, the lack thereof, or at least an insufficient amount thereof, and your overall finances and what you may need to consider to protect or reclaim or rehabilitate your or your family's or your small business's financial health, wealth, and money-related well-being, as I understand these concepts in this, a non-threatening educational forum. However, I must once again ask you to please note that this show doesn't provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information from me to you that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that is tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you with at least an overall outline of some of the key issues that may help you seek out and find the qualified professional help I believe you need if you're having a legal issue that intersects with your finances in any way or your assets in any way, but especially your debt. So this week, we'll uh, discuss some things that we need to consider as we face down the beginning of the 2024 tax filing season, which officially begins on January 29, 2024, dealing with our 2023 tax returns. And January 29 has to do with a date that we must file certain information about our employees or our subcontractors. So that's the official start or why it's deemed to be the official start of the tax filing season. However, and because many, if not most of us, faced numerous natural disasters in 2022 and 2023 that impacted all or some part of our lives, including our ability to timely 
uh, file our earlier year returns or to make a necessary amendments thereto, I thought it worthwhile to discuss what taxpayers need to know about the many tax breaks the Internal Revenue Service and some of our uh, our state, uh, uh, such as the California Ta- uh, Franchise Tax Board, offer to individuals and entities who have suffered natural disasters. So my primary source material today is the Internal Revenue Service itself, which um, you can find at irs.gov and then search for its disaster assistance and emergency relief for individuals and businesses webpage, which is located at irs.gov forward slash business forward slash small dash business dash self dash employed forward slash disaster dash assistance dash and dash emergency dash relief dash for dash individuals dash and dash businesses. So it might just be best to go to irs.gov and then search for disaster assistance. And also, the IRS has a disaster hotline, and you can reach the Internal Revenue Service at 866-562-5227. And I'm also going to use another great source of information, the AARP, also known as the American Association of Retired Persons. And it is America's leading organization for people aged 50 and older, and it provides benefits and services and does lobbying on uh, our behalf. And it was founded way back in 1958 by a retired doctor, Dr. Ethel Percy Andrus, uh, as the American Association of Retired Persons. It is a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization, and it has about 40 million members. So way back on September 20, 2022, the AARP published an article entitled Tax Breaks for Natural Disasters that was written by Sharon Walters, who is a retired CPA. In her article, Ms. Walters points out that after a disaster hits your area, dealing with the damage to your home and property and even the loss of loved ones, including your pets, will be all-consuming, devastating, and very draining. So filing your tax returns or making estimated payments can be one of many, many hassles uh, to add to your already emotional and personal heartbreak. So you should know that the Internal Revenue Service recognizes the burden on taxpayers in disaster zones and offers assistance in various ways. Uh, Furthermore, uh, one of the California CPAs that Ms. Waters talked to, a gentleman by the name of Larry Pond, who has been helping taxpayers impacted by our numerous California wildfires, informed her that inasmuch as bad things happen to the best of us, there are provisions in the tax code that can help all of us. So I say we all need to know about these provisions because like all of us, we must face our inevitable demise. But while we're still here on the planet, we have to deal with our ongoing obligations to report our income and to pay our taxes 
even as climate change will make and continue to make and continue to cause natural and man-made disasters that may impact our ability, our ability to timely do what we're required to do. So when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on the intersection of disasters, man-made and otherwise, and taxes. But first, we're going to take a short break, and I'll see you on the other side. back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law. As we launch into today's discussion of today's topic by taking a look at the intersection of natural disasters and the fact that we must deal with our obligations to report our incomes and pay our taxes even as climate change will continue to cause natural and man-made disasters that will tend to interfere with our our, uh, intentions, our good intentions, to timely fulfill our obligations. Now, we uh, talked to uh, I on on an ongoing basis because of my uh, area of focus. I intersect with CPAs and enrolled agents and bookkeepers um, on an almost weekly basis. And so uh, the people uh, that drafted this article, Ms. Uh, Walter, she did likewise. She talked to tax and accounting experts about things that we need to know from a tax standpoint. That is to say, if you're navigating the aftermath of a natural disaster, such as a hurricane, a tornado, a wildfire, or a flood, which Um, as you know, most of us on different parts of the country faced last year and the year before and quite likely will continue to face them in 2024. There's a big um, snowstorm back east that I'm sure is going to cause some damage that will interfere with individuals' abilities to file their taxes there. So um, the first thing that you need to know that if you're uh, negatively impacted by a natural disaster, you can receive more time to file your returns. Um, the IRS provides filing deadline extensions, technically known as postponements, uh, to the affected taxpayers. Uh, the length of the grace period can vary, but it's usually for several months. For example, here in California, due to um, the flooding and mudslides that we had in 2022, normally uh, April 15th or 18th of this past year, 2023, was when our tax returns were due. However, all but a handful of counties got an extension through the end or the mid middle of November 2023 to timely file your tax returns. And even still, if there was some mitigating circumstances that you could articulate to the Internal Revenue Service, you might have gotten even more time. So you you need to know that. Uh, You don't have to run from filing your taxes. You need to um, know about this. And uh, the IRS is an excellent place to start. Now, you should know that there's no special paperwork uh, needed to receive one of these kind of extensions. Uh, The federal and or state government declares a a disaster area, a natural disaster related to a flood or a mudslide or a hurricane. And it's 
noted up on the Internal Revenue Services website. And in one of these situations where our state or our national government has declared a national disaster, the IRS knows that. And that is why you don't have to file any particular kind of application for an extension. And that contrast from where you just there is no natural disaster and you just need more time because you got inundated you can file an application uh, under normal circumstances and get uh, your uh, get a six month extension or maybe even more time. But I'm just bringing this up that if there is a natural disaster called by the proper authority, the IRS knows this. Okay. However, um, and you should file electronically, uh, and that way you can take uh, advantage of this filing extension. Um, if you received penalty from the IRS because you didn't timely file, when you get that, you need to, because, you know, we're human beings and folks in the Internal Revenue Service or uh, could be a computer glitch um, might have added the penalty on. You get back in touch with the Internal Revenue Service and let them know that you were in a designated disaster zone and uh, that should mitigate that uh, late filing penalty and interest if any was accrued. Now, it's important for you to check the IRS guidance for the new date to file. Again, the IRS provides recent disaster information on its disaster assistance and emergency relief for individuals and individual webpage. IRS.gov and then search for disaster assistance. And again, that hotline number that you can call is 866 866- Five six two fifty two twenty seven. Okay. Um, now, other tax-related deadlines will be extended too. For example, if a disaster extends the April fifteenth um, or eighteenth or whatever day it is, depending on the holidays and week um, and weekends, the April filing deadline for affected taxpayers, it also extends the cutoff for IRA contributions. So for those of you who don't know, you have until you file your tax returns each year to take an IRA deduction to put into your retirement plan. So that would mean under normal circumstances for this year, for 2024, when you're doing 2023 tax returns, you could make a contribution to your IRA up until the last date that you would uh, technically file, which would be April 15th or 18th, depending where you are. Um, so if that gets extended, like last year here in California, it got extended to November 15th, you would have until November 15th to make your IRA contribution and have it still be timely and be able to deduct that expense uh, from your tax returns. Now, you also need to check with the IRS um to ensure that you qualify for the relief. Again, don't just make the assumption like, you know, all of California was impacted, one would think, uh, by what happened. We had floods and we had uh, uh, wildfires and the like, but there were a handful of counties that were not impacted enough where there needed to be uh, a natural disaster declared. So that's why you need to go to the IRS and it has a web page and it lists the areas affected by federally declared emergencies. And that's irs.gov forward slash newsroom forward slash tax dash relief dash in dash 
disaster dash situations. So you'll say, well, I know the state of California declared uh, a natural disaster in X county. But again, we're talking about the Internal Revenue Service. So the Internal Revenue Service through FEMA, for the most part, declares emergencies or declares places where there's an, a disaster. So and, and quite frankly, you probably only need to look at the IRS because Quite frankly, most states follow the Internal Revenue Services guides. Also, okay. So also you might be able to and you should be able to claim losses that are not covered by your insurance. So, generally you can deduct any loss beyond the that what you receive reimbursement from from your insurance companies. But losses are limited to the lesser of the cost or the fair market value of the item. So in Ms. Walter's article, she gave an example of a piece of art that was purchased for $1,000 10 years ago that's now worth $10,000. So what do you think you can deduct? Uh, uh, what you paid for it or what it's currently worth? Again, it's limited to what you paid for it. So although it might take $10,000 to replace that piece of art, uh, but an art is, is an individual thing, but a, a similar piece of art, you can only deduct the cost. Now, um, if you were responsible for uh, a deductible when you were making a car or a homeowner's insurance claim, the deductible amount qualifies for a loss on your tax return because it wasn't covered by insurance. Again, if your insurance policy requires that you make a $1,000 deductible and then they pay the, the um $20,000 in damages because you had to pay the deductible that you can take that off as a, a bona fide deduction because it came out of pocket. If claiming a loss on your tax return, you must include the FEMA disaster declaration number and on a form uh, for that purpose is form 4684, and that's for casualties and thefts, and attach that to your tax return. And uh, a number uh, can be found on the IRS's uh, uh, website for that particular um, disaster number. That's how they, they take care of it. Most of us have property and casualty insurance on our houses and our cars. The property part is rather straightforward um, and, it you know, you, you crash your car or, you know, a tree falls on your house because of a, th a storm. That's a property loss. But casualties are those that that's kind of um, nebulous kind of area included is, is theft or it's included. It's like um, things that aren't necessarily a property loss, but it's related to the property. So it's a, a, a fairly technical term, but it means you know, water or flooding and things like that, uh, that impact your ability to continue to run your your family or your business the way uh, you had heretofore. The next area that you need to uh, consider is what happens if you lost all your records in the flood? 
How are you going to be able to prepare your taxes? Well, calculating losses can seem impossible when your records were destroyed in the fire or the flood or other disaster. So if your documents were, distro- uh, were destroyed, there are ways to reconstruct your record, such as obtaining electronic copies of your banks and other credit card statements. And then the price you paid for the house is a public record. And most people remember the charitable organizations that they worked on. And also know that there's a safe harbor for taxpayers to calculate their losses after disaster. And so you need to take advantage of this. So, you know, and you can also amend prior year returns. But I'm going to get to the bottom line. This is all fairly complicated and sophisticated. So I urge you to find a competent tax preparer, uh, a CPA or an enrolled agent to give you the assistance you need in reconstructing your documents or preparing to file tax returns after you suffered a major disaster. So we're going to leave it there for now. But as always in closing here on Selma's Law, we always want to stay on the right side of the law, including laws that may assist us in dealing with our obligations to report our income and timely pay our taxes in the wake of a natural disaster. So till next time, please take care. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the law office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.